Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's talk about Hotel Tonight. By showing you top-rated hotels with unsold rooms, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book your stay at an amazing rate. And even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you can book in advance. It's perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, three-day weekends, staycations, road trips, business trips, or booking a place with a pool, and much more. So, to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. Got Tate Frazier, the CEO. CEO or COO of this podcast? What are you, Tate? I don't remember. Whatever you want to call me, Sal. I'll take whatever. I'll go CEO for now. It just sounds Let's go with CEO and see if uh, another candidate emerges. Otherwise, you could be the CEO for now. And also, on the line right now, you know these guys, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting. My wizards of wagering, the degenerate trifecta brother bride, Darren, the parlay kid, and Harry. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Uh, well, I'm, I'm still licking my wounds here a little bit. You know, I'm an idiot. Everybody knows that. But they don't, I don't know if they know to what extent. I mean, I had a lot of money. It would make you puke if you knew how much money I had on Glenn Close to win Best Actress, which turned out to be... Tate, I don't know if you know this, it was the biggest upset uh, out of the major categories in the last 12 years of the Oscars. Talk about the Oscars right now. She didn't really, she didn't race in anything or anything. Yeah, she dressed, Glenn up. Close, so. she dressed up like an Oscar she as well, so it was perfectly set up for her to win. I know. And she, she, she lost to the Queen. And I think Rachel Bonetta, who we did a podcast, we did an Oscars podcast, she warned me about that, but I never, ever listened to her. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to continue not to do so. But what do, what do I do? I just... We have a couple weeks before March Madness, before the tor- conference tournaments start. We had fun. Uh, Parlay Kid, Tate gave you four games Saturday, or he, he texted us four games that he likes. You parlayed them, right? And what happened? Parlayed that at 12-1. to 1, uh, Three out of the four hit, and then, of course, the last one to go off uh, was um, Florida State getting seven and a half uh, against UNC, and it was, uh, I think, about they were about a four-point deficit with about nine minutes left, and then uh, next thing you know, they're losing by 18, and they went by the wayside. But, but to Tate's credit, I mean, I had Georgia, uh, Virginia Tech, and Tate, who was the other one you threw our way? But it, they, they all worked out pretty well. Uh, so Tate, to give Tate credit, we got to, maybe, uh, Tate should be a resource we're using more for college basketball betting. Well, I guess so. Yeah, Saturday, but this was Saturday. But he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He always picks against his team, which is a problem. That's the one we should stay away yeah, from. Why do you do that, a- Tate? Get Florida State yeah. over your team. Well, I knew I was going to that game, so I just wanted to set myself up. And usually, coming off, you know, a, a high beating Duke in Cameron, I was, you know, and Roy had this fifteen and zero streak coming off that game. So I was thinking, you know, maybe there's there's a chance that Leonard Hamilton and Florida State, you know, an athletic team, but. Uh, out of nowhere, Carolina, they just continue to roll. So I, I'm reverse jinxing myself, and I apologize, Parlay Kid. We almost had it. <laughs> and we had fun because Tate, uh, UNC went against Harry's, uh, the beloved Syracuse Orange. Uh, we made a lot of Bayheim jokes on the, on the text exchange, <laughs> and then you got crushed, Harry, right? 
Oh, well, yeah, you guys, uh, not nice. Not, not, not nice. Even, even probably a kid who's the nicest guy in the world with a couple of fingers out there. <laughs> it's all right. But, Harry, you, you can't, I mean, you're the one who says the NBA's boring, and for the most part, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't see, unless your team is playing, there's not a lot of reason to tune in in the first quarter of an NBA game. You're just going to see three guys lining behind the perimeter, and, you know, they'll, 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 they'll pass it until one of them's open and shoot a three. But, Syracuse is boring. You got Red Bryce. Syracuse is boring, yeah. right? They're a boring team to watch. Oh yeah, they're so boring. I don't know why. Harry, you still really haven't fully explained to me why you like Syracuse so much. <laughs> well, only because I only because I'm a, I grew up 25 minutes away. That's about it. And we have nothing else in that area to root for. So uh, uh, unless you want to root for the Buffalo Bills. First of all, it's it's, a, it's forty minutes. It's forty minutes away. If there's a whiff of precipitation, it's another. You could tack on another twenty five minutes. So you're not you're not that close. Not that well, close. well, look, look. They, they don't they don't have a. They're not good shooting from the outside. They don't have a lot of bench. But they, that was the same that has over the past couple of years been said about them with a lot of a lot of the teams that Jimmy Beheim's had. And yet they make runs in the play in the tournament like like mad. Like two of the last four years, they've made sick runs when. First off, they shouldn't even got in. So, you know, look, they're the I think they're what nineteen and nine. Give them a little time, you know, get into the ACC tournament, win a game or two, and then see what happens in the tournament. They, they can surprise. They have it, like I said, all right. a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, well, they, all right. Not they're, speak- they're, bo- they're boring, but they're they, like in the, when it comes playoff time, when it comes you know March Madness, usually those games at least are pretty. You know, then it's exciting. I, I don't mind the low scoring games the, in the playoffs. You know what it is? The zone comes into play. The zone comes into play because teams aren't used to it. Now, ACC teams are a little used to it now after a few years being in the ter- being in the conference. But when they get it out there and they don't aren't, aren't accustomed to going up against the zone, look out. Yeah, I know. But they played Virginia a couple of years ago. They beat it. That was that was one of the most boring games I've ever seen. And they they used to the zone. All right. But speaking of not shooting well from outside and not being deep, let's talk about the Los Angeles uh, LeBron's Lakers here. Um, and he's basically had a nervous, nervous little breakdown in front of everyone to see. Uh, all of a sudden, the Lakers, three to one to make the playoffs. If you want to say no, you have to lay four dollars to win a dollar. We're discussing whether or not this is a good or bad bet. I know it's a bad bet for the NBA if if LeBron is out of it. Uh, I'll I'll start us off here. I would think three to one is is good numbers, but they have to win not only tonight. They play tonight against the Pelicans. Uh, that by the time this runs, you, you'll we'll know the result. I think they have to beat the Suns on Saturday, and they have to beat the Clippers on Monday. Otherwise, I think they're in a lot of trouble. Um, Brother Bry, what do you think? Yes or no for the for the Lakers? Yeah, for me, when I was first looking at this, I was like, I was like, I, I definitely don't think I'd ever bet against LeBron with those odds. Like, I, it'd be hard laying minus four hundred and just betting against LeBron. You know, considering he just has to make up three or four games over the next twenty-two. But then I started looking into it a little bit further. So when you look at the seventh and eighth seeds, I'm assuming Utah is going to stay at like a six seed. So we say right now the Clippers and the Spurs, right, have the easiest shot. So both mm-hmm. of them. Their, their last 20 games, 12 of them are home. The Clippers have the 12th easiest strength of schedule left in the West. The Spurs have the 10th easiest. So when I was looking at the schedules, I was like, I figured it just worked out this way when I was going through them. I think the Spurs and the Clippers are both going to go like 11 and 9. And if that's the case, the Lakers have to go 16 and 6. And they have the fourth mm-hmm. toughest schedule. 
Western Conference. And I'm not I'm just totally disregarding the Kings and the Wolves here, but they you know, they play the Bucks twice, they still play at Raptors, I think. They have Golden State still on their schedule. So for them to go sixteen and six and get to like forty five and seventy that's at forty five and thirty seven, that's gonna be really tough. So I, yeah. I mean if I was gonna bet it, I I mean I probably am not touching this one, but I mean it's I'd probably I guess lay the minus four hundred, I guess. Yeah. Parlay kid, I'm I'm thinking that too. You would think three to one and like, you know, before the right before the all star break it was about even odds. Um, LeBron is just a mess. He's a head case. He's not covering his guys, uh, and he's blaming everyone else for his guy scoring. Like there's crazy gifts yeah. every night. There's a new one. I don't feel like they're mentally or or physically on the court ready to make the playoffs. What do you think? So I agree with that. Uh, you know they got to jump a couple teams here. Uh, it, this it would be hard to bet against LeBron. We've seen him kind of go into playoff mode. Uh, you know, kind of in the playoffs when he's had to kind of jumpstart uh, his team a little bit. This this is something he's kind of really not used to now with uh, 20 games or so left where every game is pretty much a playoff game for him for here mm-hmm. out. What a mess, though. Is there anybody – I mean, does Luke Walton have the worst job in the world right now, like coaching this team? Like, that can't be Yeah, for be a few more weeks at least, fun, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It can't be any fun. Uh, at, at some point, it almost makes sense if you said like LeBron would be like a player slash coach because anything that any decision that's probably being made there is being made with LeBron in mind. Uh, what a, what a disaster that's turning out to be! Is he getting killed in the media out there? So what is the media? Yeah, like, he is. You know, yeah. like he's hanging there? out with two chains. I'm, he's he's not as focused as yeah, these other well, players. You know, it's crazy. I, yeah, I saw your your uh, colleague Clay Travis posted uh, something with. The night before he was getting his like day off, like his scheduled day off from a game uh, mm. where he wasn't going to play, he's out in, like recording studios till like you know well past midnight doing another thing. Right. You know, if I'm if I'm a, a teammate or the owner or the coach, uh, I'm beside myself with that. This guy is showing himself to be truly uh, what a selfish player he's turning out to be. Yeah. This is a guy I've, I've always admired, Sal. This is a guy I, I would never have said anything really bad about. But, uh, you know, as a guy who just, you know, as a coach and a, a, a father whose kids are involved in, in sports, I think it's what a what a bad example he's setting right now. And uh, I would uh, so let's just make it simple. Let's go, let's go minus 400 on the no. They're not, yeah. they're not making I, the playoff. I'll, I Too feel we're at that right point. Now. But, yeah, Harry, Harry what do you think? Uh, I think Sacramento's also in that mix. You know, Draymond Green, I think they beat him by two last week. He called them the fastest team in the league. They're like actually third in the league in like most possessions per game. I, I really, I joked on Lock It In today. I said if you didn't have to play with a ball, they would win every game because they're dynamite fast on the court. Um, so that's just another team. Maybe they don't have to jump, but another team that's in contention. Do you think like maybe if you had to ask LeBron right now, I don't know what hurts his legacy more: not making the playoffs or getting that eighth seed and getting swept by Golden State? Because that's what it would look like right now. What do you think, Harry? Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely going with a no to the team Stephen A. Smith had losing to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I said after a couple <laughs> weeks into the season, this team had no idea how to play defense. They give up 114 points a game. They're 3-7 and seven last 10. I know Brian mentioned they still got Milwaukee twice, Golden State, Toronto. They played Denver, Boston. In the middle of March, they have a five-game road trip. The last three losses were to Memphis, who has 24 wins, New Orleans, who has 27, and the Hawks, who have 20. 
And another point about their terrible defense. Since January 19th, they're 4-10 straight up, and they've given up 123 points per game during that stretch. Awful, yeah. Yeah. Awful. Beyond awful. The answer is absolutely a, a resounding no. It's crazy. We're all going no minus 400. Um, but and Stephen A. Smith, to his credit, at least he acknowledged that both teams were in the Western Conference. I'm, I'm proud of him for uh, knowing that much. <laughs> Tate, Tate, what you, now? Uh, you, you going with minus 400 or three to one for the eight seed? I'm just going to say three to one just to be, uh, you know, the opposite side of this, I guess. And, you know, you might as well believe in LeBron. I think that it's better for the NBA to have LeBron being in the first round going against the Warriors in that one eight game. More people will watch the Spurs. I think have lost three in a row. So they're sort of trending down. I know the Clippers. I mean, we, they traded Tobias Harris away. So they're trying to get maybe out of that playoff spot. Who knows? Uh, I think the real competition is the Kings and the T Wolves and uh, both those teams, you know, have young guys that are really good. So, uh, it's like Harrison Barnes versus LeBron James. It feels like the 2015 finals all over again. Steve Ballmer was on Jimmy Kimmel Live uh, last night, and I don't know why I should believe him, but, you know, we we do know now uh, that, you know, we knew the Clippers, they lose a draft pick, the first-round draft pick, if they make the playoffs. So, yeah, it would make sense for them to not try, but he swears they're trying. And uh, I, I think maybe at that point in the draft or wherever they think they're going to go, no one looks appealing to them. And they, they, I kind of believe when he says that. But Tate, in general, it seems like everyone's running away from these eight seeds. And I'm going to include your uh, Charlotte Bobcats there. Um, <laughs> what the frick's going on? That is, that's the worst division in all of sports. Like you might have that, that Southeast, you might have a winner of that Southeast. They might be six games under 500. They're basically battling the magic and the heat, you know, the Florida teams down there to see who's going to be uh, the, the team to go up <laughs> against uh, the Bucks and get swept by Giannis. So, you know, I know Jordan wants to sell those tickets in the playoffs, so they're trying their hardest. And Kimba, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to sell him in free agency if they make the playoffs. So I, I know they're trying, but yeah, it's very ugly. They've lost two in a row, and I think they're playing right now. All right, that's right. All right, so me, Brother Bry, Parlay Kid, Harry, we all go no. Tate saying yes, just because you can't count LeBron out, basically, till you can count him out. But I, I, yeah, I just don't see it. Very, very bad body language. And like I said, they have three of the next four, including tonight against uh, Pelicans, Clippers, and Suns. If they don't win those, you could it's lights out on them. All right, let's move to football. Yes, you can bet football this weekend. It's not even AAF, the NFL Combine. Uh, now, they break it down by position. Friday, running backs, offensive linemen, kicker, special teams. Saturday, the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends work out. Sunday, the D linemen and linebackers. And then Monday, the defensive backs. But they have props on all these times. What do they have, Brother Bry? They have the high jump. They have, uh, they have 40-yard dash. They have bench press competition. Craziness. You yeah, bet on everything. everything right? They got the... Wonderlick test. They have broad jump, sixty yard right. shuttle, bench press. Yeah, bench press. They got they got a lot of stuff. Yeah, they got the, the, they got the three cone drill, the twenty yard shuttle, everything. Everything's uh, you know every every basically every uh, thing that these guys are getting tested on, you can bet on. You could bet on Kyler Murray's measured height. Like that seems like something yeah. he would be able to make money off of, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, it depends on the day. Uh, on Tuesdays, I'm like six three, but later in the week, if you measure me, I'm five eight five. What, what, what kind of thing is that? You measure, you can bet on his measured height. It's really something else. Um, but uh, well, what, I was looking. What did they set it at like five. What did they set it? I see. I didn't even see that one yet. But did they I think they like had five nine. Five nine and a half is yeah. what they had. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah. So um, now I, I researched this and I looked into this for like 45 minutes and I was like, 
Bryce Love over 4.375. That's what I like. I know we ran a 4.340 in high school and, you know, set national records at track and field in the 100 meters. Um, and, you know, but, but he's had an ACL injury towards ACL in December, had surgery mid-December. Oh, my God, I'm going over. And then you read, it's like, yeah, no, he's not doing the 40-yard dash. A lot of these guys aren't doing, um, participating in these events. Brother Bry, what stands out to you? Yeah, so what I'm hoping, too, is like, you know, we're seeing this on certain sites, but hopefully as the week progresses, maybe by tomorrow we'll start seeing more, be more. more readily, readily available for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so these are really fun. So last year I found myself watching pretty much the entire combine because I have no life. But uh, <laughs> essentially I, the one thing I found last year, which was I, I thought it was a lock. I told you guys about it. I bet Josh yeah. Allen to have a faster 40 than Rosen. And I think at first it opened up at like minus 135 last year and it went to like minus 200. And that mm-hmm. was as easy as you could get. So this year when I look at it, something similar. I kind of like looking at the quarterbacks or overs on the 40 times. So mm-hmm. last year, if you look at the quarterbacks, only one quarterback ran a 4-7 and that was Quentin Flowers. Usually, you, I don't know, for some reason, the quarterbacks may just run a little bit slower time. So I've never seen this guy really run too much. He runs a little bit in college, but Will Greer's over under here is four six nine five, which to me seems way too low. I thought this would be more like four seven five four eight. So I know you're laying like minus one eighty five here on the over, but to me that is that to me seems like as lock as a lock could be. I mean, maybe if there's other information out there that this guy's running a little bit faster, but again in college, I mean the most rushing yards he had was about a hundred. He moves kind of well. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, they did an RPO with them last year. But to me, I'm guessing you're going to see higher times of the quarterbacks again, except for Murray, of course. And he'll probably run like a 4-8, 4-8-5. But 4-6-9-5 to me is way, way, way too low. So I am going to be putting a decent amount on the over here. All right, Brian, I'm going, I'm going with you. I know that's not your sharp tank bet, but uh, I might as well jump on with you now because, uh, yes, I have a problem too. I need to bet on football that Christian Hackenberg isn't involved in. Uh Harry, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with my namesake right down the road from me, wide receiver from Arizona State, Nakiel Harry, to go under 4.595 at minus 120 in the 40-yard dash. Look, uh, he's listed at 6'4", 225 pounds. He's going to be a bona fide stud in the NFL. Now that 225 listed weight is 10 pounds more than what ASU had listed him. But he says he's very comfortable at this weight. Harry also says he's going to run it in 4.55. And I believe Harry. How can you not trust the Harry? Good luck, Harry. (laughs) Under 4.595, minus 120 on Harry is the play. Harry, I like, I wish I knew the line going into how many times you'd say Harry on this podcast. (laughs) Right, right. All right, I like that. Harry uh, defending his namesake. He's taking the under. I want, you know, Harry, they should have combine times for you, like how fast you can run across the pool. What do you think you could actually do? One side to the other. Uh, boy, I don't know. What about the deep end, though? I'm going to run there. <laughs> yeah, there is a deep end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget it. Forget it. I, didn't, I forgot you weren't eight feet tall. All right. Well, Parley Kid. What do you think about this? Now, let me say, Parley Kid, you've coached kids before. You are uh, a football coach. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I was talking to Mark Schlereth about this NFL uh, combine, 
And he said, he gets said to me, he's like, guess, uh, I was like, Hey, you know, you can bet this. He's like, guess when the last time I was tested for a 40 and guess what he said? His answer is, well, um, you know, case he point, says it sucks. Uh, he says the big thing is reaction. If you can, if you could test reaction, especially for offensive and defensive linemen, that's not out there. It's all forties and explosiveness and stuff like course. that. So, well, yeah. no, I mean, case in point, and I know, uh, the 40 obviously is not a great measurement for most quarterbacks. I mean, all we have to, all you have to do is go look at Brady in the combine, you know, mm-hmm. however long ago. And it was like an embarrassment, right? When he, when he looked back right. at like what Tom Brady looked like and how he performed at the combine. And again, it doesn't measure the intangibles of all these guys, their heart, their will, mm-hmm. their, their determination, their dedication. It doesn't measure those things. So, um, right. Well, as I, I do think there's some valuable stuff to go on here. I think the combine is losing a little bit of its edge, being that there's all these pro days now for these players too. Um, a lot half these guys won't really participate in half these events anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are really great, maybe for a kid who's uh, looking to increase his draft status from like a fifth round pick to a third round pick. You know, we saw Byron Jones do it a couple years with the Cowboys. Sure. He was a he was a workout wonder. Uh, and he went probably from like a third round pick to a first round pick uh, because of his ability to jump and uh, run, et cetera. So uh, it, it's good, but you know, there's a lot of things you can't measure. Uh, that being said, Sal, uh, I'm also going to be going with the quarterback too. I'm going to do a little par- uh, Kyler Murray parlay uh, mm. for this combine. Okay, so um, look, M- Murray has, and we're going to talk about the 40. I'm going to take him over 4.3. Five seconds at minus 290. That's going to be the first leg of the parlay. There's a chance he won't even run this, Sal. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I personally have a feeling. I could see him deciding not to run the 40 because supposedly he has uh, spent time bulking up uh, over the uh, since the football season has ended. He's bulking right. up. He's put on about 10 pounds. Even though he's training for the combine, um, I think his, his, for him, it was more important to put on some weight, some muscle. Uh, for the uh, to show that he can, uh, you know, withstand the um, the uh, the grind of an NFL season. So he's put uh-huh. on some weight. So I think his speed, which I I read that he ran a, a four three eight on a handheld uh, clock a, a year ago or so, uh, which electronically would come out to about a four point four three, and he's put yeah. on some weight. So I can see him going over four point three six five seconds at minus two ninety. But at the same time, I'm also going to say over on his vertical at minus 120, uh, vertical being uh, 32.5 inches on the <laughs> vertical, being that he's really working that lower body a little bit, probably working right. on explosion things. And I think his vertical is going to be pretty high over the 32.5. So you add it up, minus 120 over on the vertical, minus 290 over on his 40 at plus 146. Wow, I like that. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. Like some of these, some of these teams are so gun shy about getting a fast quarterback, a running quarterback. It might not behoove you to come in with the best time. And like, ah, we don't want any part of that. But you're right. Yeah, if you can endure hits and endure the game, that's uh, that's more like it. Uh, what do you think, Tate? Does anything? How about Josh Allen? Uh, will he pass gas during a squat thrust competition? Yes, minus three twenty. You like that at all? Absolutely, love that. That's a that's a guaranteed <laughs> yes. Uh, I really I really like the Will Greer forty time though. I like that, brother Bry. I think uh, 
guy from Davidson's, you know, North Carolina. I mean, I think he's got a good arm. I don't know if he's the fastest kid in the world. So I like uh, taking the over there. Minus 185. All right. There you go. Now, uh, Paulie Kid, back to, uh, I would say, if not for the Patriots, the Cowboys have probably had the worst offseason. Um, Gregory, spend it again. Good job. No surprise to anybody there. Uh, substance issues. Uh, Irving now might be suspended, right? They're saying, did you read that? And Dak Prescott's dog bit somebody. So not a banner week, but um, not worse than, uh, not worse than the Patriots. Finally, finally, we can glow it a little. Brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, we're going to ask, I'm going to try to keep it clean. What, who is the most embarrassing owner in team sports? And we're not counting the Westminster dog show. There are a lot of embarrassing people chasing down their Scottish terriers. It was almost unwatchable. But uh, here's who Captain Morgan set odds for. Marge Schott, former Cincinnati Reds owner, 5-2. to two. Donald Sterling, former Clippers owner, 3-1. to one. James Dolan of the Knicks. MSG nine to two, Robert Kraft. He's had his problems this week, five to one. And Jimmy Haslam of the Browns, seven to one. Or you could take the field at seven to two. Uh, Brother Bri, who are you going to go with here? Well, it's amazing, right? How many embarrassing owners there are. It's funny when we're putting a list together, right? It was like, oh my God, how m- there's so many. There's so mm-hmm. many. It's ridiculous. So, for as much as I want to say James Dolan, because he probably is the worst. Four, four playoff appearances in 17 years, 13 coaches in the last 20. He has a band that's actually far worse than Nickelback. I'm sure Harry's the only one who listens to it, but J.D. and the straight <laughs> shot is probably the worst. But for all of that, for all of that, I'm going to say it's another one of my teams. I'm going to say Mark Davis is the most embarrassing. Look, he took the Raiders away from the Oakland fans again. He barely even tried to keep them there. Look, they're in a much bigger market. They're going to a smaller market. But for all of that, the most embarrassing thing about him is that hair. How does somebody mm. allow him to wear that hair? Nobody ever says anything. I mean, Carrie is probably the only person in the world that would tell him that's a nice haircut. But to me, <laughs> I'd rather he's be bald. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. We all know, the three of us know, when, you're, when you don't have much hair or whatever, you, you just shave it off. You cut it off. But I don't know what that is on top of his head. But So to me, that's why he's the most embarrassed. He is the Kim Jong-un of the United States, right? Kim Jong-un has a hilarious haircut. No one could ever say anything to him. And, uh, yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know you got everyone under your thumb. All right, that's uh, definitely a good pick, Davis. Uh, Harry, what do you think? You know what? I'm going to take the favorite here. I'm going to take Mark Schott. I mean, she was incredibly insensitive. And let's just say she wasn't a nice person. I think that's putting it nicely. Uh, this owner made all over the place. It didn't matter if you were Jewish, African American, or Asian American. She let the words fly from her mouth. I, I, I quote. I, I found a quote from her saying about Adolf Hitler that he was good in the beginning, but he yeah. went too far. Hmm. <laughs> Plus, she was also notorious for being a cheapskate. In 1990, pitcher yeah. Jose Rio went was was three and zero in the postseason and won the MVP in the World Series versus Oakland with a .59 ERA, yet she ripped him later on in his career when he had an elbow injury, and she complained about having to pay him $3 million to sit on his butt. Mm. Awful. She gets it. Five to two. Yeah. Hard shot. 
I'm uh, I'm with you. I, I would have gone last, but I'm I'm with you. Mart shot at five to two odds. She was she was really the rose bar of her time. I mean, she really her show right. was canceled as well. Crazy crazy things. The Hitler thing. Imagine saying that. That's her sanitizing that statement. He was good in the beginning and it went too far. So you got to think what she really uh, feels about it. She'd have this dog Shotzi who would defecate all over the field. It was not her problem. Um, John McSherry, an umpire, I don't know if you remember this, he had a heart attack on the field. They rushed him to the hospital. We're not able to revive him. He died. The other umpires canceled the game. She had something to say about the cancellation of the game. She actually said, oh, it snowed this morning, and now this. Unbelievable. Like, she was very – she's unaffected by a lot of this. What else did she do? I had so much uh, – oh, Davey Johnson. Yeah. Um, the Davey Johnson – uh, uh, She didn't want to put the out-of-town scores up on the scoreboard because it cost yeah. – uh, after everything's been done, $350 a game. Three fifty a month, not even a game. Three hundred fifty a month to uh, put the out of town score. She's like, you're you're at this game. I don't know why you would want anyone else. Yeah, Davy Johnson. She said, whatever happens to him, I'm firing him. Whatever happens to this team, I'm firing him. The uh, the uh, Reds won the division. She found out he was living with his fiance, who he was going to marry the following year. But they were living together, so she fired him. Yeah, she was she was pretty awful. As bad as they get. Marge shot uh, number one in my book. Polly Kid, what do you think? Well, Sal. I'm going to take somebody that's very infamous here on Long Island, and his name is John Spano. Uh, mm. In 1996, he signed a deal to buy the New York Islanders for $165 million. He spent the four months between when he signed the deal and he was supposed to close the deal, and he was operating the team, and he was even sitting in the owner's box for four months. Mm. Fans, we hailed him as the savior here. He's going to keep the Islanders on the island. How great was, was this going to be? In reality, he wasn't even that wealthy, so he's only worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But through a series of forgeries and fraudulent activity, he convinced the NHL and major banks that he was worth more than $230 million. <laughs> when it came time to close the deal, his story unraveled, and he served almost six years in prison. Yeah. ESPN aired, aired a 30 for 30 called Big Shot, which is well worth the watch, even for non-hockey uh, and non-Islander fans. What a, it's a great series. Sal, it's probably only a matter of time before we hear the same story with Harry's boss, Ken, buying the Arizona Coyotes, right? Can't you see that happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, I, I think if he gets thrown out of uh, like six more games, he automatically gets to run the team or something. He's, he's up there already. <laughs> Spanos is good, Darren, but I, I kind of like him. I don't know. I look at this guy and I watch that 30 for 30 and it is worth the watch. It's, I was like, wow, <laughs> well, he got he away with this. He was worth incredible. nothing. And these idiots, he kept putting off like, they, like, all right, we need that $4 million today. He's like, ah, next week, next week. It's, it's an amazing story. It really is something else. Really um is. He rocked their world. Uh, Tate, so many to choose from. We didn't even mention Al Davis, Jerry Jones, George Steinbrenner. Who, you're, you're owner of the Carolina Panthers. Um, he could have been up there, right? Yeah. Who would you say? Jerry Richardson. Yeah, he could have been right up there. And yeah. uh, I, I will never say a bad word about George Steinbrenner. No matter uh, – no matter, Parley Kid knows what that is about. Uh, but I no, was, yeah, that, that's off limits. That's off limits. Uh, that's too much. Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, George Shin, uh, former Hornets owner. Because uh, the, the the criteria was most embarrassing, and I remember he, his right. trial was on court TV uh, when I was a little kid. I remember that being all over court TV, and then uh, led to you know the Hornets leaving, going to New Orleans, and 
Then, you know, he had something, you know, he had to sell the Hornets back when they were in New Orleans, back to the NBA. Uh, you know, he had just a bunch of stuff going on. So George Shin would be my pick, but nobody probably knows who he is. So, uh, you know, I would take the field seven to two with George Shin. That's all right. Yeah, Jerry Richardson might not even be the most embarrassing Jerry as an owner. Unbelievable. There's so many. All right. I'm glad we covered this. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. It's time for Sharp Tank. Now, listen, I apologize. It's, it's slim pickings. It really is. There's golf. There's MMA. And when we record this on a Wednesday night, there's not a ton more that, you know, there's NASCAR not a ton more that we could give you for the weekend, but these guys dig deep. Um, Harry maybe doesn't dig as deep, but uh, let's start us off, Harry. You're going to give us your picks, and I'm going to buy one of them. I'm going to go along with you. I really like the Brother Bry's uh, Greer uh, pick for the uh, combine, but let's see. What do we like for Sharp Tank? Harry, start us off. Okay. We are going to go to golf, but we're not going to go to the PGA. We're going to go to the Champions Tour or the Seniors Tour. We <laughs> play down the road here in Tucson this week, the Color Guard Classic. I'm going to take Steve Stricker to win the tournament. I'm calling it to win the tournament at 5-1. to one. Um, In 2017, he came in second, shooting 19 under par, and last year he won it. So I'm looking for him to go back-to-back. Steve Stricker, 5-1 to one, to win the tournament this week in Tucson. And it's three rounds in the seniors, so they don't start till Friday. All right. Now, Harry, I think we have to give you a geography lesson. You know, Syracuse is 20 minutes away from Oswego. Tucson is down the road from Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're losing uh, it a little well, you, bit. You, remember, you're supposed to be giving me a trivia question. It's been a while. But... Oh, yeah, I am supposed to be giving you. All right. Well, Harry, you, your golf picks can sometimes be heard on uh, House's uh, podcast. You want to promote that now? Not this week, right? <laughs> very, very rolling, but Joe House. Great listen. He's the best. All right, he's in L.A. I'm hoping to meet up with him this week. Parley Kid, right. what's your best bet? You going MMA? Yeah, going MMA. It's a great card this week. Um, you know, yeah. two weeks ago I won my MMA bet uh, for the pod. And mm-hmm. um, I also, a couple weeks ago, as you've noted on uh, Twitter, uh, you and I, you gave out a 10-to-1 uh, uh, winner, and I gave out a 9-to-1 winner, Sal. So uh, right. that was nice, too, with, uh, with the All-Star festivities. So we're giving out winners mm-hmm. even in these Tough times we're going through in terms of that. So uh, I think that's pretty good. So so I'm taking a part this week. Uh, I'm very excited for this card because there's some really good wrestlers on this card, which uh, which excites me. I think for some fans, it, they might find the wrestlers a little bit boring. But we got Ben Askren making his UFC uh, debut. Um, and he's probably going against one of the toughest opponents he's ever faced in Robbie Lawler. Um, Askren's main objective in every fight is really to Set his, uh, you know, bring his opponent to the mat and control them. Uh, Lawler has been known to have some good, solid takedown defense, but Askren, Sal, is a world-class wrestler, and in these type of fights, I'm taking those world-class wrestlers because that's what they do. They get takedowns, they control the fight. Askren at minus 270 is going to be the first part of this parlay. And then, Sal, we have a matchup with Woodley versus uh, Usman, uh, and I'm going to be taking Woodley at minus 185. Two very similar styles. Uh, they both combine boxing with wrestling. Uh, the difference here, I think, although Woodley, I think, is slightly better wrestler, slightly better wrestler, uh, I think he's a significantly better striker. And I think that will ultimately be the difference in this fight. So you're going to take Askren minus 270, 
uh, Woodley minus 185, and uh, it's all going to add up to about a plus 120 parlay for you there, Sal. So, um, all right. That's what I like. I think this this is a really good card, Sal. If you, I know you're going to be tuning into it, uh, I'm sure. I will. I made a parlay on uh, on lock it in. I would like to bet on whether how many of these fights will be canceled before uh, Saturday because it, it does get it does seem like you know you have two or three main events at least one of them goes away. But yeah, John Jones is also on that card. Uh, yeah, I was looking at Askren. He's uh, I think he coached at ASU, which is is that down the road from you, Harry, or is that too far? I don't know. But he he won uh, Missouri was where he did his amateur wrestling, right? Yes, good, he did. Good yep. wrestling. Yes, he did. All right, brother Brian. Yeah, his, his brother was real, yeah. His brother was a really good wrestler too. There um, you go. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick in the UFC as well. Uh, let me say first thing though. The one complaint I have about Harry's pick is Harry for the seniors. It's either one guy or the other, right? It's Stricker or it's uh, Langer, uh, right, Harry? Yeah, one, yeah. Right, one of those two. I have another complaint. Can I make another complaint? Does this tournament start Thursday morning? No, I said it starts Friday. Three days. Oh, okay. Friday. I'm sorry. All right. All right. My bad. I take it back. I have no complaints. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, like I said, I'm going to stay uh, in the UFC again. Like Darren was saying, a fantastic card. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping, like Darren, I mean, I think I'm going to enjoy them either way, but I could see the Askren fight being a little bit boring. Woodley Usman, I think, is a great fight, and I agree with I agree with Darren on both of those. I really like Woodley because I feel like Woodley's just a better version of Usman, better wrestler, uh, or slightly better wrestler, slightly better boxer. So I I really like Darren's picks. I'm just that could be another boring fight. I mean, Jones kind of never disappoints, but the card just has tons of great fights on them. The, the female fight, the Torres fight's a good fight. Cody Garbrandt fights, and that's who I was originally going to first pick. But he, he shot up to, like, minus 175. So when I was looking at this one, I was looking for some value on the prelim. There's a great fight between Jeremy Stevens and Zabit. I'm not even going to pronounce try pronouncing his last name because I know I'll, know I'll mess it up. But I feel like Jeremy Stevens plus 190 is really good value. Look, Darren and I saw Zabit fight uh, last year in Brooklyn. Yeah, He's as skilled as you can get. He's probably He could be the next great fighter in the UFC. But I've seen this time and time again with Jeremy Stevens. It's the same type of fight. It's the, uh, the Duhu Chava, or I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, too, at this moment. But when he fought Emmett, uh, these up-and-coming guys who you thought were going to stop him, and then he knocks these guys out. So I have a feeling it's going to be the same type of thing, just in terms of value. Like, similar to Darren Adangano two weeks ago, I could easily see the beat who hasn't fought great competition. At all. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I really only know a few of the names he's fought, but to me, I could easily see him getting a little bit wild. He does some crazy kicks and then just taking a huge shot from Stevens early in the fight and getting knocked out. So to me, again, the beat may become the next great one, but I just feel like two to one odds or plus 190 to me is too, too great of odds to pass up for Stevens. All right, Stevens plus 190. Is that UFC 235? Is that what's going on this weekend? Yep, 235. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me go over this. Stevens, all right. I like the two-to-one odds. It'd be nice to uh, give out a two-to-one winner. Um, not sure. I just don't know too much about him or his opponents. Uh, Pauly Kidd, I like both those guys, but I don't remember taking a – both two guys who were minus 250, 270 right in there and winning both. I can't remember the last time I did that in MMA. Yeah. I haven't done it with yep. a pitcher. 
in baseball or MMA. So I don't want to, I don't right. want to jinx your bet. I think I'm stuck with Harry. I feel bad. I jumped down his throat for no reason, but you're right. Uh, <laughs> it's either Steve Stricker or, or Langer. It's a two horse race. And if you're getting five to one, let's bet the champions league. Let's bet golf five to one, Steve Stricker. I'm buying that one, Harry. Is that all right? Very nice. Wow. I think that's the first time you've ever taken one of my golf picks. Really? All right. Well, you know what? The tournament's right down the road from me, so why wouldn't in Tucson? Why wouldn't I? Uh, why wouldn't I jump on it? I also I took on uh, lock it in. I took Justin Thomas. Um, what what is this? The uh, the Honda Classic, right? This week, top ten is minus two hundred. Uh, he won it last year, and he what well, he set his own record basically, tied a record in that Mexico uh, course last week, right? You didn't like the field in this golf, the Honda Classic tournament. You didn't want to bet it. No, it's not not a lot of. You know, I think that, that's a nice pick to sound too because uh, yeah, the field is very weak this week. Uh, There's not a ton. There's not a ton of talent or names yeah. we like. Uh, all right, mailbag cousin Sal against all odds at gmail dot com. We have a lot going on. We're building our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. We're gonna have a billboard up. There's so much we may actually buy um, uh, extra acreage to see what else we could build. Um, let's hit that mailbag. If you, if you think you are eligible for a spot in our Hall of Fame, please send us a detailed, but not too detailed, um, email of why you are a degenerate, what makes you a degenerate. Give us some examples of your degenerate behavior, and uh, we'll see. We'll vote on it. Nothing, uh, nothing came our way this week, but we do uh, have some mail. Cousin Sal, I really enjoy the podcast each week up here in Atlantic Canada. Can you please mention two pronunciations that are reaching epidemic levels? One, at least two of your degenerate trifecta pronounce Bengals as bangles. The Bengals are a mediocre CFL team from Cincinnati. The Bengals were a mediocre 80s band that sang Walk Like a, an Egyptian. Oh, I, just, I don't think they're mediocre at all. All right, Harry, you say, you say the word. Let's find out which two. Bangles. All right, Polly Kid. Bangles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brother Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say Bangles. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we all say a co- combination of the words and maybe leaning towards the uh, mediocre... 80s band bangles but okay i'm sorry sorry about that we will wow. we How will much have uh, we ever talked about the cincinnati bangles though i was just going to say we have uh, many months now to figure this out we have about five months to get it right so we will practice here's his uh here's the second problem um that mark from new brunswick canada or from uh he says atlantic canada says as a canadian i was taught how to identify an offside call in hockey before i learned to talk however in the last couple of years i've started to hear the mispronunciation offside sides leak into the popular vernacular on TV and sports talk alike. It's offside, not offsides. Though the trifecta can get away with it, I expect the likes of Romo Collingsworth. The guy wrote Collingsworth. He has a G in there. He's screwing <laughs> with us for pronunciation. Collingsworth and Bill Simmons to lead by example and stop the bastardization of sports language. All right, I spend more than too much time uh, looking this up. It is offside, and in no case is it offside. Tate, Tate, you say offsides. I feel like we all say offsides. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that's leaked out. You know, just in, you know, you add a plural to it, it's fine. It's a, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a big deal. I, I mean, Collingsworth would say, you know, it's either <laughs> one. You can go both ways. Yeah, adding a G to Collinsworth is uh, is far more offensive to me than uh, saying offsides. Parley kid, I think we do. What do we do? We say offsides. Yeah, he went offsides. Yeah, he went yeah, offside. Right? He just, I mean, just jumped offside. Yeah, so look, our apologies to Mark uh, in New Brunswick, <laughs> Canada. I mean, uh, 
I, you know, learning little little things like this. Just look, just making us better. That's it. You're right. It helps. You know, you know Harry, maybe this is where you should go to finishing school, New Brunswick, Canada. To, you know, learn the Queen's <laughs> English. <laughs> I don't know. All right, there's another one. Good evening, cousin Sal. My name is Stephen H. Stephen H. Okay. I recently turned on against all odds and hear out the parlay kids pick for Francis Naganu to win his fight. Although I rarely bet on the UFC, I was like, fuck it. I'm in. The fight is taking place 15 minutes from where I live. So let's see where this goes. I was right down the road from like, uh, the fight lasts less than 30 seconds. Naganu wins huge shout out to the parlay kid. Thank you so much, my guy. And thank you for reading this. Huge fan of Against All Odds and can't wait for the next episode to come out. Regards, Stephen H. There you go, Parlay Kid. Want some, yeah, one, some money? I like, love Stephen H. Listen, that was, uh, I kind of, when I gave that pick out uh, with Francis Tangano, I think I, I kind of just nailed everything about that. I mean, you know, you got to get a little lucky, but kind of played out exactly the way I thought it was going to play out. And uh, it's nice when you win those. They take, like, you know, the fight's over in 30 seconds. You're like, wow, I, you never had to sweat it out. And, I pre- we appreciate Stephen H. That's uh, that's good. Keep there it up. Go. Keep listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. We we hope to make you more money. Yeah, brother Brian had the under in that. that. It's really nice when when something like that comes through. I felt bad a little bit for uh, Kane, but um, what are you going to do? I, I wonder if they would rematch, but I guess it's not worth it. Yeah, definitely not worth. It. We don't need to do yeah. that again. All right, uh, let's check out what the fellas are doing, brother Bry. You're, uh, you're uh, you've been making wrestling bets. Where where can yeah, people find bets, you? My wrestling bets sucked last week. Um, <laughs> probably get a little break here. Uh, two weeks probably like you know we have some of the Big Ten tournaments, some of that stuff that we'll be able to bet on, which will be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to the wrestling championships in about a month, but that's the same time as March Madness. Right. Uh, what have I been doing? I've been going to high school uh, basketball games galore. I've become obsessed with it. Uh, <laughs> not even I don't even have anybody to root for. No, but I'm just going to games. I'm taking my daughters to like random high school girls and boys basketball games. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really becoming pathetic at this point. This is this is what happens yeah, when football goes away. I went to five games over the weekend. Oh my God! No rooting interest. Five, Nobody, five no relatives games. in the games. Nothing. Five games. Uh, one, oh, one, one. We did go to our buddy uh, Joey Conza's daughter's uh, playoff game. Oh, that's fun. They lost. Yeah, so uh, that was fun. Other than that, though, uh, four other uh, four of the games. But uh, you know what it is? It's just so exciting. And uh, as long as you get quality high school basketball, it's fun. And literally, I want my daughters to grow up to be good basketball players so literally like all i'm doing is just yelling at them to make sure they're watching the games seeing if they're, <laughs> they're following what's happening so my daughter's eight and i'm just i'm just going crazy on her during the game just you know i'm telling her she has to be better than everyone when she's older it's really bad if i drive up the coast um and uh you know uh, of california and the kids are on the ipad and i'm like look out the window for god's sakes i'm risking my life i could easily fall off this cliff uh, I, I, that that's the equivalent of what you're doing except it's uh well, it's yeah, high school the and junior thing, high school basketball. she'll bring the ipad to the game and i'm like you are not yeah. you can use it during halftime you are not allowed to touch that thing during the game <laughs> you have to watch every second all right, and Brother Bry is at the Brother Bry on Twitter. By the way, yeah, I want to uh, put Brother it out Bry. there. And uh, tomorrow I'll post. Oh, this maybe should lead into Harry, but tomorrow I'll post 
I think Harry took the Wonderlick test again. He took it last year, but he took it again. So uh, tradition. Oh, okay. All right. Now we weren't sure. Whatever test he took, we weren't sure that that was a legitimate one, right? It was like a, a sample, but it might have been, not been. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let the yeah, public really decide. Sure. By the way, I just want people to know. When Brian says he's betting wrestling, it's college. I don't know what's worse. Maybe we should put it out there on Twitter. What is worse, betting college wrestling or betting like pro wrestling? He's not talking about the Elimination Chamber, a WWE pay-per-view. He's betting college wrestling, and he loses every bet on a stalling call in overtime. So, um, <laughs> we had talked about that. I need to be able to buy like a half point, especially this Yeah. Yeah, we discussed how much that would cost. All right, Harry, we could hear you on Joe House's podcast. Um, Oh, Jim, uh, heel producer Jim Cunningham put out a great thing, I think, uh, since last time you guys were on. Uh, Brian, you might have uh, retweeted or tweeted it. uh, What was it? Picture Harry and Homer Simpson sleeping side by side. Same picture. Yeah, who snored better, right? Right, who snored better. (laughs) Harry, you're at AAO Harry? AAO Harry. You know, uh, let's see, uh, got the girlfriend's parents coming in this weekend. This is the second time I hang out with them. So they want to, uh, they like to drink. They like to uh, partake in some <laughs> edibles, I guess. And they oh, want to go to the horse track. Uh, yes. Go to Turf Paradise. When it comes Saturday, we're going to the horse. I'm going to scum it up and bet horses on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> while, uh, what a dream for you. Edibles and horses. Yeah, and, uh, and you're going to take horses. them out to dinner and stuff? Well, yeah, we're gonna whatever, whatever. I said whatever they want, whatever they want to do for the day. So, and they have to meet your on, your uh, boss, uh, uh, our friend Ken. They're coming to the house, or or no? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what Ken's got planned for this weekend. He's feeling better after his issue on uh, on uh, Sunday night, where he had a little bit of a, a little sick at the at the uh, Jets uh, Coyotes game. <laughs> oh yeah, he said he had stomach issues. Yeah. Yeah, he had stomach right. issues for about two hours in the uh, arena at the, uh, the Coyotes. Uh, That's good. Can you tell us? Right. Can you say how many times you went to the bathroom? Oh, <laughs> it was it was it was at least six, at least. What? <laughs> and when that was Shane Doan's retirement uh, ceremony, so we six times in the bathroom. He was in for over an hour, and <laughs> we left the game because he said he's had enough with twelve minutes to go in the first period. <laughs> okay. In, in the history of all media, has anyone reported on any kind of broadcast, whatever whatever medium you want to talk about, that their boss went to the bathroom six times? Uh, eight you, minutes do you, of game time. Do you think that's uh, ever happened, Tate? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Good. We have a first. All right, Polly Kid. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're at the Chalk Talker on Twitter. No more sports yeah. for you and your family, right? Your your son Kyle well, and uh, Deshaun. Yeah, what a sad ending, right? Coming up, yeah. No, we got. Oh, okay. They're all playing lacrosse now. Coming up, but you know, lacrosse for us is like that's like the fun season. Like in terms of, you know, right. go out and play, have some fun. You're playing with your friends, and uh, you know, Mike, 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 you know, uh, Mike start on the team, and uh, you know, it's just yeah. not a real. Um, it's not the uh, the best sport going here in our school district, but uh, unfortunately, the last time I think we talked, uh, Sal, a couple of weeks ago, we were playing Y and Danch in the playoffs in basketball, and uh, you know, I kind of was uh, railing on the fact that we got the five seed when we really probably should have gotten the four, and as it turned out, that was the difference of and uh, mm. everything. We we lost a uh, a nail biter uh, over in Y and Danch, and then Y and Danch went on to win the. Uh, off the county title so 
uh, you know, we were uh, probably a few points away from doing it. And so I loved every minute of uh, watching my, my, my son and his friends play basketball. It was really nothing like it, Sal. And uh, mm. I'd encourage everybody out there, get your kids off their uh, their phones right. and off their iPads and get play sports. That it's, There's nothing better for these kids than that. Uh, obviously, you know, Harry trashing up the show just now, talking about, you know, doing delinquent <laughs> things. Uh, no, don't be Harry. He's what a piece of shit. Uh, it's terrible. Um, DBA, no, don't be Harry. That, that, that's it. Right. And let me mention something else about Harry. This week, texting, bragging to Brian and I about his golf picks on House's uh, podcast yeah. last what? week. He, he's bragging about his picks. Like, hey, he says, look at these five guys I gave you. Look, these are the five guys I had in house. How how great is this, right? Sal, every guy was outside like the top thirty. I, <laughs> he, he thought he did a great job. It's incredible. You outed Harry on Hicks too, so I responded. I wasn't bragging, and they were no, inside. I, the, they made it into, They all made it inside the twist after that. I I'm, I you know I talked about this. I was on Simmons podcast with Joe House after the Oscars. I maintain that Harry puts about three hours of research into House's podcast, and probably like, but probably about thirteen minutes into mine. Is that true, Harry? <laughs> no, no, not even close. Come on. No, less than thirteen. All right, I, I believe you if you want to say that. Uh, all right, hey, yeah. Stop, can, uh, I do, can I give one shout out though? Can I give a shout sure. out? Go ahead, please I think to, to Adam Busiello, uh, Esports yeah. Manor, became uh, Suffolk County's first five-time New York State wrestling champion. Uh, congratulations to Adam Busiello. He finished his career with 299 career wins. One that is insane. Uh, he'll be heading to Harry. He'll be heading to Arizona State uh, yeah. to wrestle next year. So uh, you'll have right to go check him out. You'll, yeah, you could you could go stalk himself. Uh, Harry ran into Mike Bibby at Walgreens today, by the way. I know he's very. He didn't ask him the obvious questions, but he was asked. He was asking about Tate's Tar Heels. Tate, where can people find you? Uh, All over the place, right? Yeah, uh, well, one shining podcast talking about college basketball. It's a good time to be a Tar Heel fan. I felt bad for Buddy Beheim and uh, Harry last night uh, to see what happened in Chapel Hill, but. It was a good start to the game. Uh, and then, yeah, we're, we're all March is happening. It, it starts this weekend. Friday is the beginning of the gauntlet. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming for uh, for us. And yeah, all March Madness pretty much from this point on. I think you're at Clemson this weekend, Carolina, or Friday, or one of the days uh, this weekend. Clemson, How important is the Boston one seed College. for you, Tate? You beat Duke again the last game of the season. Obviously, you win the ACC tournament, you'll get a one seed, right? Yeah, that's probably uh, five losses is tough, uh, but they're, you know, playing at such a high level right now. And I'm going to be at that Duke game. I'm hoping Zion will play. So I'll see uh, Zion for the second time in person uh, in Chapel Hill next weekend. There you go. All right. And I'm on uh, Lock It In Monday through Friday, 430 to 530 on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.
All right, let's talk about Hotel Tonight. By showing you top-rated hotels with unsold rooms, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book your stay at an amazing rate. And even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you can book in advance. It's perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, three-day weekends, staycations, road trips, business trips, or booking a place with a pool, and much more. So, to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.